all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Did you buy your own or did you are you renting it from them? I don't know. I have to look. Maybe I'm renting. I'll have to look, but something's definitely shitty here. Sometimes they do that deal where you like for the first year you have it, you pay every month, and then after the first year you own it. I have to find out. I have to look at my cable bill. Because my internet connection downstairs is just the worst. You might need to just reset your router. I need to do that every once in a while. Yeah, I've done that. Do you just use Wi-Fi or do you use like a uh, Ethernet cable? Oh, it's why it's Wi-Fi. Okay, there's um, shit. I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. There's like some kind of app or something you can get that get boosts your your uh, Wi-Fi signal. Yes, yeah, Stephanie has that on her laptop. I need to look into that and try to find it. Like an app on my machine, Jack. Geo. Geo. Is Ben coming or are we not sure? Or is he just going to pop in? Uh-huh. Going to call from the shuttlecraft again? I don't think he said anything when we said we were doing it tonight, did he? He did not. That's why I was curious about, curious. about his appearance here on the podcast this evening. After, I think my father-in-law did the Wi-Fi manager one. No, it's an Android one, so that wouldn't work. I'll have to find something that works. It's an Android-like data. <laughs> so, what's up, bros? You guys ready to do this? Yeah, I'm ready. You guys ready to do some podcasting? I guess. You know, it's funny. Earlier today, uh, after I came home from work, uh, TNG was on. Uh-huh. And, like, after watching DS9, it's just like, why did they waste their time with some of these episodes? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's we. I mean, the Robin Hood one and the one where Barkley gets real smart and takes the ship to across the galaxy and stuff. It's like, come on. Yeah, man. but those are fun. They are fun, but Dennis DS9, man. There are people who think that TNG is like the watershed moments of Star Trek. And like Don't get me wrong. It has some of the best episodes of Star Trek that you can find. It also has some of the worst. Yeah. And then the the, a lot of it though is just kind of all right, what are we doing this week? <laughs> what alien what alien energy light creature is going to come onto the ship and possess someone something this time? Let's spin the wheel to see what happens. Who do we need to escort to a conference? This week we will the light energy beam will take Beverly. <laughs> okay, let's make it happen. Oh no, she's in a pocket universe and she <laughs> has to find a way out. Yes, yes. Everybody keeps disappearing. But then, That's what she gets for not showing up to the staff meeting. But then some of the episodes are great. Like, I love Space Die Hard, the one where, like, they're cleaning the ship and, like, they'd somebody be trying to steal it and it's just Picard on the ship by himself doing action stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a goofy one, but it's fun. 
I don't know. The Nebula have a few laughs. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Deep Space Nine is just, it's, it's, it's so serious. And then what happens is they have episodes when it's not serious. And then we, as reviewers, are like, what the fuck, Deep Space Nine? Like, what do you do in an episode about this bullshit? But I can't really remember. the. I guess they have some, like, relationship episodes. Like, I love her, but I can't tell her, stupid Odo. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff, but which of course comes back up in this episode. So but even yeah. like silly ones, like where they go to Ferenginar and Cork is dealing with his his wild mama. Yeah, and, like those are still like really good. But I think that you learn a lot. You know, that, it builds the universe. That's because Ferengis are awesome, and Quark is amazing. Like Quark just pops up on screen, and I just find myself entertained. He did it today in in Flavor the Bold, where he just pops up and he said something to his brother. Um, he said something to Ram when he's being held captive, and I just laughed because it was funny. And then you know when when he's giving the speech about oh, he's like negotiating how long she's going to work for free. Well, that's that I was going to mention that part again, but there was something else that he said that was funny. Yeah. But yeah, then then he turns it. I'm going to get you out of here, brother, no matter what. And she's like, Oh, Ram, if if you do that, if you get Ram out of here, I'll work at the double tables. For free, for how long? <laughs> for a year, make it two. And it's like, it's like, what happened here? Like, Which it's, was stupid because, like, he was about to do it for free, and then she's like, I- "I'll do something for you." Okay, do extra. Now suck it. Hey, it's like the seventy-third uh, rule of acquisition. I mean, I was more than happy with the way it turned out. It was hilarious. Yeah. So. But yes, we are reviewing Favor the Bold. Favor the Bold. Mm. And this is all just kind of a setup for the next episode. But we never review two-parters together. We always split them up. I mean, I feel like the whole beginning of this season is just kind of like one continuous storyline. Yes, very you know? much so. Yeah. Which is weird for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's cool. You know, it's very much like the, you know, the the TV of t- the day where you have uh, an overarching storyline that runs for many episodes and you see where you go. And that's what's happening right here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the fifth episode of the season. Um, the crew of the, uh, the fucking Defiant. Yes, they're pissed off because they're tired of getting their asses kicked. They're tired of retreating and, and advancing and retreating and retreating and advancing. They're so good with the Rotaran of like tricking these these Jem Hadar to come attack them. And they're like, oh, we were just playing. We're not really hurt. Beep, 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 beep. How about your boy? We done fucked you up. Yeah. Just yes. Nobody else knows how to do that. And you think after a while they would kind of catch on. No. But no, it doesn't happen. But the whole point of it being that morale is super, super low and they need a big victory. They need something. They need something. And Cisco comes up with the plan. He's like, you know what? We're going to fucking take back the station. Okay. <laughs> That's his big plan. And, he, and, as, and I'm not going to lie to you. As the viewer of the episode, when he said it, I got chills a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Like, you don't even question how he's going to do it. He doesn't say anything. He's just, you're just like, yeah. It kind of feels like he just made it up on the moment. Yeah. 
like he was like, "Fuck, Dax is coming back. I got to think of something. Uh, retake the station. Yeah, that's it. I've got, I've got it, old man. I got the plan. I've got this picture on the wall of the station with some like Starfleet emblems around it. We're gonna do that. I feel like he had just gotten stoned the night before, and he's like, yeah. "You know, what we should do, man. We should go take back the station. Yeah, man. I've the got profits, man. They were talking to me. I've got the best idea ever." <laughs> We're going to take the station and move it somewhere so they can't find it. <laughs> and then we will take it for ourselves. But wait, wait. The station isn't what's important. The wormhole is. We'll move the wormhole. If we move the station, they'll think the wormhole's somewhere else, too. <laughs> It'll totally work, bro. <laughs> You're hoshing my mellow. <laughs> but it's a, you know, they're going to take over the wormhole and that's the plan. They're going to take over the station because Cisco makes a really great point. Like that's the key to the whole quadrant because that's where the wormhole is. The, the fucking pussies like you guys in Starfleet. Are, what about Earth? What's going to happen? You're going to invade Earth. And Cisco's and like, don't worry about Earth. I got that <laughs> shit. <laughs> is anybody say anything about oil? Anybody say anything about Earth? We're trying to get that oil. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that wormhole. But yeah, he comes up with the plan. He says, look, they're not going to worry about Earth because the wormhole is where it's at. Everybody wants to get up in that hole, baby. He basically said, we can lose Earth. It don't matter. Yeah. As long as we got that wormhole. Get that wormhole, Jack. We're going to get it. Sweet wormhole action. Yeah. We're going to get that wormhole. It's going to be tight. Get all up in that wormhole. Mm. Lick it. Stroke it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All kinds of profits out of there. That's right, Dex Jack. is like, you want to see my wormhole? Uh, hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. The, the Klingons are not excited about this wormhole plan. The, Garon does not want to commit such a large force, but leave it to our boy, Mr. Smarty Pants, the most wonderful of all Klingons, General Martog says, like, I'll go see him. And Worf, you're coming with me. And Worf's like, yeah, he doesn't like me. He's like, yeah, but that'll make it even better because he'll hear it from his allies and his enemies that it's a good idea. Like, wow. That's I don't understand that logic exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, me neither, but I like Martog enough. That's and it's supposed to be like the devil and the angel on his yes. shoulders. It's like they're both saying the same thing. Good cop, bad cop. And it's delivered with such gusto from the – from the from the person of the man who plays General Martog, what is his name? J.G. Helzer or whatever his name is, that I'm just like, I would do anything for that guy. Like if that guy was like, if he was dressed as a Klingon and spoke in Martog voice, was like, Bob, run into that wall as fast as you can. I'd, I'd consider, I'd be like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Like I'm gonna it's run like plan, yeah. full speed head on into that. For the glory wall. of the empire, you must do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, for the glory of the empire. Hell yeah, Martog. <laughs> Martog is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in this show. Like every time I see him, I'm just like, wow, he's awesome. He's so great. Yeah, we noticed. I know. <laughs> I love him. I can't help it. He is pretty great. Mm-hmm. But it's he's, kinda, he's not like a standard cling, you know, raw rock Klingon guy. Like he kind of understands where everybody else is coming from. He's got a good perspective on like how everything should work and where the Klingons fit into it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
everybody else, all the other Klingon guys are like, oh, you guys are pieces of shit because you're not Klingon. But he's like, no, no. Ferengi's going to Ferengi. Human's going to human. Let's use that. Yeah, let's let the Klingons cling on, baby. That's right. You know? That's more blood wine for us, baby. We're going to get it all. It's so wonderful. You just Brag all you want. <laughs> he's just so great on this episode. I was just I thinking wish. we need like a, a Martok 2020 poster to follow up our Gowron poster. Yeah, that Gowron campaign didn't work out the way we wanted it to. No. <laughs> you know what? I still have mine. I love my Gowron poster. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. You I'll know. go door to door for uh, Martok. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Martok the best. And you know, Garon's got to know that too, that like Martog is just such a great, great dude. You know, secretly Garon's like, fuck, I wish he would just die already. Like, what the hell? Why can't they just kill him out there? Like, why is he still around? No, he's always like wondering, I wonder if Martok's talking about me today. I wonder if, I wonder if Martok's going to come by and see me when he comes to Kronos. Man, I, we gave him the worship in the fleet and now he's, a, now he's totally bossing those dudes too. That's why I love this guy, man. He's so awesome. I just want to be friends with him. I don't know. I think it's the other way around. If anything, I think with the Klingon, it's going to be like, oh, he's going to try to usurp me and take power. No, don't you see it? Like whenever Gowron sees Martok, like his eyes get even bigger. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh. Do you think that they uh, they look up at the at space and start singing somewhere out there in Klingon? Yeah. I would love to hear that. I know they're definitely singing. I know that much. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely they definitely sing songs about their triumphs in battle. Oh yeah, I mean because Klingons will sing songs of their triumph in battle at that drop of a hat, baby. Just give them. A- so they just had the Star Trek Las Vegas convention yes. this past weekend. We should go to that. Do you think they do they have like a Klingon happy fun time hour or anything like that? <laughs> Where like people just dress up as Klingons, all get together and like rough house and sing songs and shit that would be so awesome oh so you're saying like you want it to just be like a like the bar like a klingon bar yeah it'll be like when they went undercover as klingons and uh you know fighting over the blonde wine and stuff like that i don't see why we couldn't have one Mm -hmm. i like it you know that'll be the dork trek contribution to star trek las vegas dude i i would love to go to star trek 2022 we're coming for you like it would be the best, like just to get, just go there and uh-huh. drink blood wine and headbutt each other. <laughs> yeah, and probably like in three years, two or three years, my kids will be big enough where they look like cool little Klingons running around, breaking shit, swinging their heads around. Yeah, little plastic batless. <laughs> no, no, you got to get in the real thing, baby. Okay. Yeah, uh, they they have to learn. You might as well start them out with the real thing. That's and right. I mean, think of all the weird sex that must go on at star trek convention like you know there's got to be so much kinky weird sex yeah and that's just the stuff brent spiner is trying to talk people into <laughs> <laughs> oh dennis you so crazy that was great baby you good he earned that one are you guys going to see star trek the motion picture in theaters when it comes out maybe maybe i think i'm gonna go i don't know why i'm gonna go but I think I'm just going to. I don't know why I'm going to go pay money to watch people look at a movie that I'm looking at. <laughs> but it'll be cool to see on the screen, I guess. Is it remastered or anything? Oh. I mean, I imagine so, right? I don't know. 
I, I mean, it's the 40th anniversary, so they got to be doing something, baby. And maybe they'll show you a little peek on the screen what they're looking at. Like, oh, look <laughs> I think if I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go with Ben so I can hear all the commentary and smack talk and stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. There would be no reason. I mean, I'm sad that I'm not going with Ben. I'm going with um, James, the dude that wants to do the Voyager episodes, who came on Door Trick with us a couple times. He 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 wrote me into going with him because he tricked me. He was like, are you going to go? And I was like, yes. He's like, do you want to go together? And at that point, I couldn't say no. <laughs> like, I was already committed. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Because I like doing things by myself, especially things of that nature. But, yeah, he got me. They never do that on the peninsula, though. Like, I always got to go to Norfolk to watch these fathom. Really? Yeah. Really? That's I would think that they would do it at, like, AMC or something. AMC 24 is a great movie theater. Yeah. It is. But aren't fathom events normally, like, a certain like chain isn't that normally like the cinemark brand or is that they'll do it they'll do some fathom events there but never the ones that i want to see which one's a military circle it's like three dollars cheaper than everywhere else yeah as pay that's the bullets (laughs) exactly and they just show the fathom events for white men can't jump over and over and over like how many times are you going to show white men can't jump fathom events at military circle mall military circle mall is the black ball in virginia beach i don't even know if i call it that it's it's basically an abandoned mall at this point oh there's nothing there well it's just pretty much nothing there it, it was the black mall for a while now there's nothing there i think it's like office space or something now weird like people just run dentist office or something out of i don't know <laughs> that's weird that, that's what happened to uh there was like this little tiny mall in newport news next to where i used to live and it, the last thing in there was a sears and like a piccadilly cafeteria <laughs> and the rest of, of it was like lockheed martin or somebody came northrop grumman came in there and bought a bunch of the space up and then eventually the sears died so interesting there's a really great abandoned mall in cincinnati um, we have, there's a Kohl's, a Bass Pro Shop that's moving uh, an old school arcade and a a bounce house build. Like it's just, it's a storefront that just has inflatables in it. Like so kids can go there and like bounce and stuff and that's it. And this mall is gigantic and there's nothing else in there. Like zero, zilch, nada. It's just this giant giant empty mall back when they used to have those uh, drone leagues like they would go to abandoned malls and fly like set up drone courses for people to race their drones oh that sounds fun yeah that's pretty cool i love abandoned malls like i we just would just go there and walk around it's like this is amazing like look at it it's great for filming zombie movies yeah (laughs) have you ever seen the uh the abandoned mall series on youtube uh yes i have seen some of that it's cool some of it's kind of it's kind of spooky it's like going back in time because it's like the place is just shut down (laughs) just they left all the shit in the store just closed the gate and walked away shoot we got to go and they just haunted (laughs) clairs some kid died the revenge of orange julius But yeah, so we learned that uh, Rom is facing execution for for his part in trying to sabotage the fucking minefield. Of all things to like be executed for, sabotage is a pretty cool one to go down for. I would yeah, think. yeah, it's totally cool. It's totally cool. 
I agree. And people have Ron, to refer to you as a saboteur, which is very which is, cool. It's the coolest negative thing to be called, probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like if I want to be something, I want to be a saboteur. Yeah. You don't want to be like a murderer, a uh. kidnapper, a rapist. I want to be mm. a saboteur. What are you in for? Saboteuring. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, whoa, that's fancy. Ooh, listen to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> what did you saboteur? The orange Julius. Yes, <laughs> I poisoned the Julius. Took down a whole mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's sabotage. Well, the word sabotage is pretty wonderful in yeah. itself. It's from when the French workers threw their shoes into the machines to protest. Sabotage. That's from Star Trek VI. Okay. All right. Okay. The Romulan Vulcan lady. We're just going to take your word for it, Ben. There's no one here to dispute you, Dennis. Uh -huh. You're the lord of Star Trek trivia right now. You know it all. Yeah. <laughs> you have defeated Ben. <laughs> you my power <laughs> now you can just make up any old shit that you yeah. want mm -hmm. to no that was kim control that was she was explaining that yes when they were looking for the, the people who killed the klingons now i heard she got in trouble because she was trying to do some slutty pictures that she was going to sell to like magazines and stuff on the deck of the enterprise and nimoy caught her and was like yeah no like she was trying to do some racy photos. I don't believe that. I, I, I have to see them to believe that. You have to believe the racy. I'm telling you, man, I heard all about it. I read it somewhere on yeah. some, on the internet. I'll find I it. Want, I want to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. Well, I, mean, I don't think they exist anymore. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. They exist somewhere. Think somewhere. about Kim Cattrall. There's at least an artist rendering somewhere. There's Kim Cattrall. Her tit hanging out. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's weird to me to Putting think the that Vulcan nerve pinch on her on her boobies on her clit. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Mannequin. She's in Star Trek Six and Sex in the City. What a career! Yeah, you know what a career. Kim that Kim Cattrall. But yeah, dude. So this episode is just. I mean, it's just all set up. We learned some fun things about the about Wyun and his people that they don't see aesthetic. They have no idea about aesthetics and color. And now, Bob, I don't know if you're just glossing over this on purpose or what. <laughs> I seriously had to watch this episode two times because the first time I watched it, I could not stop thinking about Odo and his three-day sex fest. Well, yes, that's, oh, we can God. get there. I hadn't got to that part yet, but we were going to get there. But I, yes. ser I couldn't focus because I was just thinking three days, like... That I think I I just cringed, I just cringed out loud. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Ugh. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, and then my imagination was just off and running. Hmm. Now, um, because okay. Odo, has has Odo ever made love with a human before with the solid? Yeah, with that um, when he was a solid, he did. There was that uh, lady who uh, was being hunted like there were bounty hunters after her that's right mm -hmm. they have like they had to erase her memory or whatever that's so right she don't remember having sex with odo but he remembers but odo remembers that's right he's like pepperidge farm baby he remembers so then odo so then odo and her had like real sex yeah mm -hmm. he came hard uh, yeah but not what and happened fast. though like nothing happens though like it, it's he just was a, he was a human then 
or you know whatever yeah but at this point now though if he's trying to nut like nothing's really going to happen it's just he's just going to make sure he i'm sure he demonstrated for yeah but what i'm gonna but what i'm saying is like it's not actually actually gonna be real (laughs) ski ski, dennis it's all just gonna be like and at some point in the in the passion the man stops and makes a silly face and then gets tired and wants to not and the woman's like no no not yet (laughs) and he's like too bad lady (laughs) (laughs) it's a coming this conversation is causing too many visuals in my brain i can't take it i mean yeah i mean i was just thinking like how many different positions like did they switch genders did they do gay stuff did they do lesbian stuff like, because they're shapeshifters. Well, but the thing is, though, Dennis, they can do anything. They had three days. Well, that was my. That's shit. my whole point in general. Like, they don't even really have. They're gender neutral, so they're just doing whatever they want. They can ask the computer, "Hey, computer, open up the space Kama sutra and just like go to town on each other." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's not fun for them, but. Why well, I mean, they enjoy. I mean, they had to enjoy it to some extent. They did it for three days. Exactly. Because right afterwards, she's like, you know, that was fun and all, but it's not as fun as like when we do the great link thing. But y'all did it for three fucking days. See, they need to put those two things together. Mix the love making with the linking, you know, get mm-hmm. all the enjoyment of the linking and get some of that physicality in there. Yeah, because the real founders, Kama Sutra. Why wouldn't they just like link their genitals together at that point? Just blah, 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 and then leave the rest of their <laughs> body solid and just. Blah, 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 they probably did. I mean, again, three days. And like Oda, Oda didn't even know. He's like, man, I got to get to that meeting. And she's like, no, son, that meeting was over two days ago. And she's like, well, we've been fucking for three days. Uh. <laughs> no, no, I can't. How much? I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on the rest of the episode after that. Yeah. See, I had the exact opposite reaction. I was just like, man, let's just move on. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. And even like Kira even came to the load, let's go see Odo. And he's like, yeah, no, he's not seeing anybody right now. Like, why not? Because he's inside getting his fuck on. And she's like, damn, son, like, how long are they, they going to be doing this? She's like, well, they've been in there for three, three days. Damn, damn. Yeah. And then the weird part is Odo after- turned into a feral hog. <laughs> went for it. She fucking was like, suck my feral hog. I got 50 of them, baby. And he made 50 feral hogs. 50. Yeah. (laughs) But the weird part about it is, though, like, after they finish, like, they both just look so unsatisfied. Like, because they were just They can't come. They were both just sitting on the bed with clothes on, like, so that's it? Like, (laughs) we spent three days doing that? Now we know that it's not really clothes. That's their their outer skin. Yes. Uh They just make it look like clothes for our benefit. Mm -hmm. Which is weird that they would do that together. Yeah. Come on, Star Trek. Let us see them naked. <laughs> so well, I guess formless bodies. Well, I mean, I guess we do see them naked when they kind of liquefy, you know? Yeah, I guess sure. that's them naked. That's, as, that's about as naked as they're going She's get. pretty much doing that for Odo's benefit. Yeah, she's like, Odo. Because he's so used to being, you know, um, fake Bajoran Odo or whatever. Odo's kind of a space prude. Yeah. He doesn't know how to be his natural self. He don't know how to get it on. I think he does now. I mean, after three days, if you haven't picked something up, well, I mean, just give it up. At some point, though, when does boredom kick in? Like, like are they reading books while they're doing this? Are they Seriously, watching? Though, if you were a shapeshifter, would you get bored? I mean, three days, Dennis. Three days is a really long time. 
You know, try doing anything. You know what? Try doing anything for 20 minutes without getting distracted. I dare you. Just I any, can. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm willing to try. Make me a shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they took breaks in there to like order some Postmates. Drink some Gatorade. Yeah, yeah I was going to say drink some Kool-Aid or something. Really got to hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't Odo have to go in his bucket every 16 hours? I guess if, if he's linking, he doesn't have to or something. Cause that, I don't know. Because he's like, oh, I lost all track of time. But it's like, don't you have to go in your bucket every once in a while? Or is that fixed now, now that he linked? Well, I mean, at some point, they're probably linking as well. Like, I'm sure they're doing both, you know? Because Odo, like, Odo's a chump. I put it on Twitter today when I was watching the episode. He's that guy that gets a girlfriend and just ghosts everybody, just disappears. He's mm-hmm. gone for three days, and like he's supposed to be in love with Kira and Narice. How is Narice supposed to take anything? I mean, first he's a traitor to their cause, and, and then that's, he, that's the other thing too. Did the female changeling make herself look like Kira while they were doing it, or oh. did or did did Odo make himself look like Kira and was like, "Fuck me, bro. Look like me and fuck me. I want to know what she sees. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. I want to know what she's getting out of this, baby." And and put on like a handlebar mustache. Yeah. <laughs> now dress like now dress like Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> keep keep yelling, dig it. <laughs> they should really hire us to write Star Trek. I mean, they kind of do in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, we all saw the. They Klingons. never take the good stuff, though. We saw the Klingons. Well, I mean, to be fair, it is kind of canon that Klingons have two dicks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I will. That is our contribution to Star Trek forever. Like that's what we created. You know, because it's I'm, a hell of a legacy, really. Because I'm sure when they wrote that episode way back in TNG, when they said they have redundant organs, I'm sure I didn't hear anybody else say it for 22 years. Does that mean they have two dicks? Like nobody else said it. We were the first one. That was like the first thing we thought of instantly. Mm-hmm. Four balls, two dicks. That's right. So that's our contribution. You know what? Seth MacFarlane, you can have your little pretend show. That's, mm-hmm. We got the two dick theory and that's it. That's all I need. You're welcome, Star Trek universe. Yeah. Take that kilt, man. That alone should give us some cred to go to Star Trek Las Vegas and set mm-hmm. up our Klingon. I think we should get press passes for that. Dude, we should have like a fucking, like a TED talk. <laughs> How we came up with the idea for two dick Klingons. Well, we were, there we were watching Star Trek. <laughs> what episode? I can't remember. I just. The one where Worf breaks his back. And they were, <laughs> they were going to kill him or something. He wanted to die. But they're like, nah, man, you got two dicks. You got to live. Dude, you got all that dick. You got you gots to use it, baby. Can't let them double dicks go to waste. <laughs> that was Riker's contribution to the episode. But it, got, yeah. it ended up on the cutting room. He's just like massaging his shoulders while he's saying it. Come on, man. You got to use those two dicks. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're a, a walking party, man. Come on. <laughs> what, I'm supposed to hang out with Jordy and fuck girls? I don't think so, man. Jordy's got no dicks. <laughs> Data talks too much. And he can take his dick off and put on other parts, which is weird. Like an egg beater. (laughs) A jackhammer. 
one of those dental hygienist things. It's weird, man. I don't like it. <laughs> now I'll let Data, Odo, and the female changeling go at it. That That's hot. That's hot. I mean, I would just watch Garon do it because he's got dicks for everybody. Be like, damn this. Oh, like go this way. He's uh, got some friend the fire. Yeah, dude, it's real hot. But yeah, I'm seeing that's enough for me. Like, I don't need more than that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't need any of this Odo sex scene stuff. I'm good. I mean, if they're going to show it, though, they might as well, like, show it. Like, I want to see, yeah. some, like, some silk sock stalking style, like, you know, passionate love making. Think about if they did this now, like, how... Oh yeah, we got to see that Klingon lady's boobs, and those were weird looking. Um, but yeah, think about watching this now. Like if they made this now, there'd be liquid all over the place. Yeah, they'd be doing each other, like shape shifting into different people while they're doing it. They'd just be throwing water against the wall. That'd be the effect. That'd be the practical effect. Just whoosh, ah. <laughs> look at all that. That's all orgasm stuff. That's all link. They look, they link in everywhere, baby. They linked all over the place. Link, link on my face, baby. Oh man, we need a we need a tarp in here. We getting everything wet from all this linking. <laughs> so gross. Please help us with there's too much water, baby. So roll up your pants. Get some get some galoshes. It's like global warming in here. I know, Jack. The icebergs <laughs> melted from all this Lincoln. We flooded Deep Space Nine. <sighs> Look like New Orleans after Katrina. You better get yourself a, a rowboat. <laughs> That's right. Kanye West <laughs> on TV talk about how the shapeshifters don't care about black people. <laughs> <laughs> The founders don't care. Goldie Pot doesn't care about black people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's obvious. That's probably true, yeah. Because he's got his whole other side thing going because um, he wants the relationship to be fixed with his daughter because Narice is trying to free Rom because Rom's going to be executed. So he goes to Zial and, like, hey, you got to talk to your dad. So she goes to talk to Goldie Pot and he's like, hey, look, will you free Rom? And he's like, fuck, no, I ain't doing that. And then she's like, but dad, you said that you were different and you changed and blah, blah, blah. And me, me, me. You believe that shit? Yeah, you're a dumbass. <laughs> but I hate to say it, but Kodukat's kind of right. It's like you just can't go pardoning everybody who basically, you know, is uh, part of the resistance. Yes. He was caught red-handed. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but I mean, she is making a valid point here. Like you want to prove that you're ch you've changed. Yeah. Like you maybe can't... maybe not, you know, give him a stay of execution, but they definitely should lock him up. Like you yeah, they should definitely lock keep him, him locked up. <laughs> they should definitely lock him up, but I mean they they shouldn't kill him. And to be fair too, man, I mean like wouldn't if you just put him on like a prison planet, that would be like a punishment much worse than death. You know, but he's totally Donald Trumping it up because he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy now. But then he tweets like real mean shit like, fuck, Rom is going to die and I'm going to fucking <laughs> I'm going to shoot it myself. He's a traitor. Very bad person. Rom. He's about to become the only good kind of Ferengi. Yeah. Dead one. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So he going to kill him. They did. And then um, they send. Gold Ducat's bitch, whatever his name is. Demar DeRozan. 
Yeah, he gets his ass kicked. Kira beats the shit out of that she dude. He really does, too. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. He's, he's literally black and blue when he comes back with. Because, like, he gives off a it's real cartoonish how badly he's beaten. He gives off, like, a real creepy, like, I'm going to rape you vibe. Is that just me? Like, I don't like that guy at all. Like, he gives me a weird, like, every time him and Nerese talk, he's all like, I'm going to fucking show that uppity bitch. Like, he's got a real crappy attitude towards him. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what uh, Golducott sees in her. Yeah, but I'm going to fucking do something terrible to her one day. I just don't like him. Like, he creeps me out. And she whipped yeah. his ass. I will say, though, like, I like uh, I like Damar and I like uh, Zial. I think the actors are doing, like, good performances with both of them. Oh, totally. And I like uh, Damar DeRosa and Quark's relationship. Yeah. Because he's just a booze hound. Like, he's just some yeah. bureaucrat who lives for the the drink and when things are going well he's gonna get boozy and then tell Quark shit like he's the leak and he doesn't even uh-huh. know it, you know he just be telling Quark stuff oh yeah man I figured all that shit out we gonna do this we gonna do this and now they suddenly know that they're gonna take the minefield down oh how who found out I was so careful I looked over my shoulder at that one Bajoran guy and he left so who else could have told them <laughs> mm-hmm. Cork is on the right side. He's already said cool, his much. Man. Yeah, Cork yeah. is, he's a cool dude. He gives me booze. He's and one of I, the good Ferengi. And then I t- he gives me booze and I tell him secrets. <laughs> it's a perfect relationship. Oh, do you think it was Quark? Nah, nah. He didn't even try to poison me for killing his brother. He's a good guy. Yeah. But it's it's good, dude. It's a good show. I dig it. Yeah. So they, they get the message out in Mourn's mother's birthday's presence. Yes. Which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. I would agree. Pretty, pretty uh, spot on that Mourn doesn't want to go to his mom's birthday party. Like he's trying to, like most adults, like try to find excuses not to go and see their parents or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I need my space. I'm space mourn. You just sweating me, mom. Just let me live my life. Stop sweating me. But yeah, so um, so yeah, so then all this other bullshit happens, and we getting we getting ready for this war, baby. We getting right. ready. They can't wait for the Klingons. They gotta go now. Yeah, because they're, they're going to have all the mines down in like three days. And then once the wormholes open for business, then the shit hits the fan. Then they got no shots. They got to go now. They got to go. So here, that, that, they're off. Now, what were the, uh, they were like the, you know, they, they showed the fleet rolling out. And they were Roll obviously like, out. Do, do, exactly. Ludacris was there. Do, 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 do. The, uh, they, they showed like the galaxy class, you know, the other like big, starships but there are these like little small ships flying around i wish ben were here i don't i want to know what those were they're the punk ships the punk ships? <laughs> yeah, they like runabouts or they might be runabouts they might they're be kind of small i mean but if you're bringing i mean if you're bringing runabouts to a big fucking space battle you 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 gonna be in some trouble they're maneuverable i guess like i mean it's not much, bro. Maybe like the uh, if they need to get like the special forces guys onto the station to do some special forces stuff, flying close mm-hmm. and like teleport them in. 
that's kind of what I was thinking. Something like a like a fighter, something that's like a little bit more military than a runabout, I guess, but not like a full ship. I don't know. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. But yeah, they're gonna blow some shit up, but we got war, baby. We got a battle coming. That's right. And that's it. That's the episode. That's it. It's over. They're outnumbered. But two to one. Fortune favors the bold. Yeah. Find out, baby. And there's some other cool stuff that happens, like Rom becomes not Rom, but um Nog becomes an ensign, which is cool. And like him and the relationship between him and O'Brien is becoming rather fun mm-hmm. because he's like, Hey, they made me an ensign. And O'Brien's like, Oh shit, we're fucking desperate. Huh? <laughs> they really like when they, when he comes out in his uniform and has that talk with O'Brien as they're walking towards the bridge, they really took a lot of shots on that. Like there were so many turns in the hallway and they like set up a different shot for yeah. each like line of the conversation. It was really it was really interesting. But it's, I'm, but it's cool, too, because, I mean, like, Rom is becoming a really good character on the show, you know? And, like, I'm sure when he was first cast, oh, yeah, you're going to be the captain's son's friend. He's like, oh, cool, I'll do two episodes and that's it. I mean, uh-huh. he's in every week. Now he's an ensign, for Christ's sakes. Like, he's almost higher ranked than the chief at this point because he's going the officer route. And the chief is just chief. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting, man. It's just very, it's just very good character progression on all points. Like I like the um, the Garrick little storyline that they have, where Garrick's basically being debriefed and he's pissed off because they're they think they put something in his brain. Like he goes QAnon on us, and he's like, they "Put something in my brain? It's a conspiracy. I know it." <laughs> he's like, "No, dude, they wouldn't do that to you. Starfleet intelligence isn't going to put a chip in your brain to find out what you know." He's like, but we would do it all the time. No, we'll just put cameras in your quarters. Yeah. Not a chip, though. No, no. that's, I mean, that's so impersonal. Does uh, Garrick know about Section 31, you think? If. Because we know, like, we know it, all about Obsidian Order. We know all about, like, the Tal Shiar. But, like, you never hear those other uh, species talk about Section 31. If Julian knows, then I'm sure Garrick knows because they mm-hmm. they'd, 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 they'd be talking mm-hmm. in bed after they'd be making love to one another. Yeah. Julian calls his penis section 31. Mm. <laughs> I thought that's what he called his butthole. It's all butthole. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a dark and secretive place. Yep, he just rests his balls on the spoon on his forehead and then just like slaps his right in his mouth because Julian's real big <laughs> and he can reach. Genetically enhanced. Yeah, he's genetically enhanced with a huge pain. See, he should be thanking his mom and dad for that. I'm okay, sure I didn't, I didn't just get the brains. Got this a huge this, cock too. This big dong. That's right. <laughs> Who wants to suck it? My dong, da dong, dong, dong. Come on, you want to suck it? Everybody want to suck it. Let me, put, let me put it on your spoon head and just tap you with it. Come on, oh, I got all the best hypo sprays. Oh, I'm going to give it to you. You won't even feel it. You won't even feel Recreational it. Recreational hypo sprays. Mm, you won't <laughs> even feel it. <laughs> you love it. Uh, You're a whore for me. Section 31. 
Ooh. Some, so yeah, and let me get in that obsidian orifice. <laughs> 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 now it's even hard to now it's even hard to rate this episode because I feel like it's all just set up. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like this episode is almost like an incomplete. Well, much like uh, a lot of the two parters, a lot of it hinges on how they pull it off in the second part. They uh-huh. they they've set it up wonderfully. Like, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm basic. I'm basing my ratings on I'm excited to see what happens. So uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like a seven and a half. I think I'm gonna basically agree. I was gonna say a seven. Because it really set it up really well, and I like seeing Kira kick that guy's ass. I took a half point off for uh, having to think about Odo banging the other changeling. Dennis gave it a whole extra point for that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he had to watch it twice, because he had to go you know, rub one out, come back, try God, again. So Where are the kids asleep? Go <laughs> <laughs> to bed. You go to bed, too. That's right. I need to be alone for three days. <laughs> But yeah, it's real good. Dennis, what do you say? I give this uh, 8.5. 8.5. And because I think if they pull off this uh, second half of this, uh-huh. I'm going to bump it up to a 9. <gasps> I think it's great. Dennis. There's a lot of, lot of shit going on. A lot uh-huh. of storylines. They're all interesting. I can't wait to see what happens next. There are a lot of threads here. Uh-huh. And, and you are right. It is all pretty interesting. So... Now, like without without getting into uh, spoilers or anything, after this little story arc completes, is it like is the rest of the season just continuous story, or do they kind of like stop this and then have another little story arc or something like that? From the looks of it, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so what happens is then it, it kind of changes course for a minute. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I'm kind of like, like I'm almost afraid to see what happens next after this little story arc because this has been so freaking great, like a great way to kick off this season. That, like, what are they going to follow it up with? You know, yeah, yeah. cling on, kick ass, fun happy hour, whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Uh, we got be some hollow deck action coming up later. So nice. <laughs> I know there's going to be some awesome shit happening. Barclay's going to have some, some fantasy role-playing. That's what you can't wait for well, right they, there, Jack. They get like a lounge singer or something, don't they? That happens later, yeah. Okay, they are like, we can't get Joe Piscopo again. We got to get somebody better than that. Yeah. <laughs> lounge singer. Nice. Well, that sounds so, fun. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good stuff. <clears throat> so there you go so that's the episode uh sorry we didn't record last week but here we are um we're having a good time with dork trek thank you so much to everyone for listening to dork trek we appreciate your 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 listens uh, make rate sure them. everybody besides dork trek go and uh check out the metal shark bro kickstarter yeah thanks yes. dennis get it over the line baby we're working hard jack we're yeah. working hard um and yeah man so thank you very much for listening and we will be back next week i promise we'll be back next week next week next week 
I don't understand.